Hey, everybody, welcome to Fight to Repair's uh, first ever repair coffee, not cafe, but coffee. And I've got my coffee right here. This is a uh, monthly event that we're going to be doing, Jack and I, with um, very special guests from the repair, fight to repair community to, uh, to kind of come in and talk to us. And we're just going to go over the news of the week and talk to some VIPs in the right to repair movement. And we're talking today with uh, probably the VIPest VIP there is, which is Nathan Proctor, who runs the National Right to Repair Campaign for U.S. PERG, the Public Interest Research Group. Mr. Proctor, welcome. Thank you, Paul. Um, you know, I I'm the pissy of the piss. What was my the post pissed? What was what did you just say about me? I don't know if I should be the VIPist of the. Yeah, you yeah. saying I'm pissed? Is that what you're saying? I am. No, I'm mad. You are. Well, yeah. There's there's reason to be pissed. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't. Have we even had you on the podcast before? Oh my goodness! Way at the beginning. Way at the beginning, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like in like 2019 or something. Yeah. Um, well, I'm thrilled to have you back on. And um, maybe we should just start by introducing ourselves to our audience. Um, so I'm Paul Roberts. I'm the editor uh, at Fight to Repair Newsletter. Jack? Jack Monahan, co-editor for Fight to Repair. Bad editor. That's now. great. And Nathan. Yeah, I'll just introduce you. I'm the I'm the so, most um, pissed of everybody. Uh, for folks who don't know of you and your work, it would be fairly impossible if you're a regular reader of Fight to Repair's newsletter. But if you, in in the case that they don't, just tell them a little bit about you and the work you do for US Perk. Yeah, I um like to say that I'm a professional citizen, and uh, so I get to show up every work every day and try to use. Um, people power and, and, and my role in society to, to, to make things better. Uh, PERG stands for Public Interest Research Group. So, um, you know, we were started in the 1970s off college campuses, you know, um, uh, you know, associated with Ralph Nader at the beginning, although he didn't technically found the group. He just kind of inspired the kind of activism that we do um, where we, yeah, try to advance the public interest. We recognize that, um, you know, the way that decisions are made in our society are often made by what's convenient to the people, to, to the special industries and the kind of interests that they represent. And if you want to, to make a people-powered uh, citizenry to deal with the problems as we see them, we need to organize ourselves and to create political power. And so that's what I do. And that in my role in Right to Repair, that means that I recruit, train, coach, give strategic guidance to kind of brainstorm crazy and annoying things that we can do to the, you know, planned obsolators to, to just um, frustrate their schemes to, to lock us into unfixable, um, you know, easily disposable uh, rent seeking junk all the time. Uh, and, and uh, you know, as as many different crazy ways that we can think of to frustrate their ways of, of kind of screwing over consumers or the environment, we're just going to we're just going to keep going relentlessly. Um, thanks to, you know, and, and mostly we're supported by, uh, you know, kind of small, regular members, membership based organization. So, um, you know, we take we have some kind of larger grants, but mostly it's like people giving 50 bucks a year to the person in the blue t-shirt who knocks on their door and asks them. Um, 
And, and that's been our model for, for these almost 50 years. I, I spent a summer of my life after my uh, sophomore year of college doing some door-to-door work for Perk, actually. Oh, um, I didn't know that. I could probably go and find out the, your splits and everything to see how you were doing. <laughs> I think it was Save the Whale stuff back then. Oh, um, got to save those whales. Um, talk, if, just give us like a little, how did Perk get, get hip to the right to repair um, as, as an issue? Um, because it, it's one that that has been a little bit kind of obscure relative to some of the other stuff you work on, you know, plastics pollution and stuff like that. Sure. Um, I mean, I think it's like pretty much the same kind of spirit of stuff. But I mean, you got to give credit to like, sorry, if you can hear my kids in the background. Um, it's Sunday. It is Sunday. It's coffee. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm raising pissed children, too. Um <laughs> You know, I, w- I was going to say, you know, you got to tip your hat to Kyle Weens, right? Like, uh, and, and Gay Gordon Byrne, like they called me, uh, you know, at some point I came across what they were doing and we just connected and, and I realized that they're really cool and what they're doing made a lot of sense. But in terms of how it fits and why it was a fit for Perg, like, um, you know, I actually am, was, was looking for campaigns that are kind of at the intersection of the climate, automation, technology, and democracy. I was looking at society and thinking like, oh, there's just big things going on, right? We have, we didn't have AI at that time, but because this is like 2017, but, you know, there was automation and kind of the impact of technology on employment and work, uh, you know, overconsumption, global warming, um, and then increasing the way that consolidation had kind of hollowed out like human interaction, like now it, even to, to have this conversation, you know, we are relying on like probably four of the big five tech companies just, just to talk right now. Um, you know, those beats headphones or those, you know, Apple AirPods, you know, is this, this is, you know, whatever infrastructure, you know, you know, through Verizon or what, I mean, so like realizing that these are kind of these big ideas, like we run campaigns that, make sense to normal people, but are really touching on these, what I think of as some of the most important structural factors in the society and where it's going in the future. And then right to repair, as soon as I found out about it, I was like, oh, this is it, right? This talks about, you know, basically the democratization of our technology and the way in which that's eroded, that consolidation and the way large manufacturers are, are you know, dominate the kind of bad behaviors on this space. Like the, the, the more consolidated the industry or uh, manufacturer is on right to repair, the worse they behave, right? That's just like, if you just look at any, like John Deere tractors, like they have a huge, they have 70% of the tractors or whatever. Well, guess what? They're just, you know, their tactics are extreme. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. And then of course, electronic waste, you know, and, and, and those factors. So I just felt like, it was a great issue to work on and it was a great issue to tell a bigger story about the economy and what, what, how my vision of it kind of differs from the trajectory that we're moving. I'm interested. You were talking about like consolidation and there's been a lot of talk about, and I guess energy behind the FTC and just antitrust in general, but it seems like the campaign, and I've talked to Gay a little bit about this, like the, the tip of the spear is state legislation. It's not going after specific companies. It's not class action lawsuits. Can you speak a little bit to like why 
that's the case and why like suing companies or having the FTC pick off one company at a time is kind of the approach here. Yeah, I mean, I think I might answer this question a little bit differently than Gay does, although I totally understand her answer. Um, I will do whatever will work, you know? Um, <laughs> like, we're just trying to win. Like, if we decide tomorrow that, like, oh, we could probably solve all this with a class action and it would be faster than doing this other thing, like, there's nothing to say that we wouldn't do it. Like, that's one of the things I love about being an advocate is, well, let's just, you know, like we have, we're doing shareholder actions, we're doing, you know, state laws, we're doing f congressional work, we're doing regular work with the regulators, you know, and, you know, there is a lot of stuff in the legal sphere. I mean, I'm not a lawyer, so, uh, you know, I don't, but my work has inspired lawsuits for sure, 100%. Like there are lawsuits that directly reference work that I've done in, in pretty explicit terms. So I think, the truth is we're just, it's all on hands on deck and we're just doing whatever will work. I love state campaigns because um, people power is ultimately the thing that we want uh, to, to, to hold the, you know, to hold the keys of society. We want people to be in charge. We want, um, we don't want these, we don't want to have a discussion about uh, you know, like, oh, should we interpret this law to mean like we should kill all of society? I don't know if that's a valid interpretation. Like, like, I, I don't like those kinds of conversations. I'd rather just get people moving and get them, you know, pushing for a better system to be put in place. And the other thing that I've learned in all my years of doing this work is, you know, when the people are really behind something and they get it and it's not just a handful 